Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast. It's always Media Thursday with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. So we're back on our weekly, not weekly, uh, irregular weekly podcast. It's always Media Thursday. And as is boringly traditional, I turn to Andy and say, so Andy, what's been going on this week? If you look at the news this week, it says AI a lot. Uh, and I think I'm going AI blind. AI blind? Yeah. I mean, just about all my other forms of <laughs> blindness. But it's a new one. It's AI blind. Um, listen, we we love a good industry hype. We've we've been responsible for many of them. Uh, this one this one seems huge, and it's not going away because it in, it's not just in the in, our industry. It's everybody everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you look at so though you know, I'm going to peel back the curtains of what happens when you have a PR agency. They send around news jacks every morning. These are the main topics of the day. And I've got to gone back over them for every day for the last week. And of the six stories they put in, at least four every day have AI in the headline. It is. It's dominating, but with kind of with, with good reason. In fact, we had a great column this week on NDA from the incomparable Patrick Collister, our good, creative yeah. columnist. And he just said, look, I'm just going to put up loads of examples of really amazing AI creative work. And Patrick's the sort of person that you expect to have a kind of an axle grind against AI because he's all about craft and brilliance and you know artistic integrity etc and he really is but all the examples he put up he said look you can't you can't argue with this so I think that's what's really changing I remember about oh gosh what was it maybe five six maybe seven years ago when I was still at the drum of the brand content on the drum we made a film about AI looking at different versions of it and we went to Japan we went to to Europe and, and filmed all the different kind of iterations of AI in terms of creativity and it was good but it was still pretty clunky whereas now people like Patrick Hollister can't argue against what's being produced by AI so that's what's tipping yeah uh, and we should say that uh, the third and possibly most sensible Blue Stripe founder, Lydia, was at a fantastic event last week with our good friends Nicole Yersh and Emma Jackson and Katie Bell, who had the fearless AI event, looking at the positive aspect of what's happening with AI, sort of delving a little bit beyond the robots are going to come and eat us headlines that some of the more popular press have well, assisted with. In our industry, it's kind of, because AI is, is an issue for the world, obviously, yeah. for society, and there's, we can sort of talk the pros and cons of that, but just in our industry, with the lens just in our industry, it is undoubtedly a good thing, mm. because I think more and more people realise it's another tool, and it's another tool to do great work and to deliver great things for clients and consumers. Absolutely, so. and that was the main thrust of the, the Fearless event. So, uh, yeah, go and check that out. Fearless events by Emma, Nicole and Katie. They're, I mean, with those three people behind it, it's not going to be bad. Um, let's talk about our events, though, as let's well, because we've got one. We're doing too many events, do you? Is it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started to, I was going to start that sentence, is it possible to do too many events? Then I saw your poor, tired little face. <laughs> thought, yeah, I, I think doing, it is. We're doing an event... In a few hours' time, which is, I mean, it's one of my favourite events, Marketing the Marketers, yes. which is a series of events and also a series of interviews focused on the people who market the amazing companies in our space. Yes. Uh, we've got some amazing guests coming. Uh, we've got uh, oh, two of whom are called Stephen. Uh, we've got two. two Stevens. Oh, yeah. So we've got right, Stephen yeah. Scafardi. Amazing. Um, of uh, Ad Wanted or MediaTel. MediaTel events. MediaTel events. MediaTel. Everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah. Um, who do some of the finest events in this space. Definitely. Um, so Stephen's going to come along. Also, Stephen 2 is Stephen Lepetak. Or is the, he Stephen 1? 
I, there's different spellings. I think one's a PH, one's oh, yeah, a V. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, but anyway, Lepitak's coming. He is. Um, our old colleague when we both used to work at the drum. Uh, Stephen is now at Adweek and I think one of the best journalists in the sector. Definitely. And he's going to be on our panel as well. So we, we honestly, we're very lucky that we get some of these top people. Yeah, right? and we've got Jade Dole, publicist. And, it's, and it, the aforementioned Lydia is also on the panel. If Lydia, we don't exactly. mention her, she will shout at us. And this is why, why these verses are good, I think, are, is, is it's the audience of people that generally are behind the scenes getting you know their CEO or their CMO on stage at Cannes or an event or in the press. And we're shining a spotlight on them instead yeah. letting them ask the questions of the people that they're normally sort of sort of pitching into and trying to get the attention of so they are amazing events they are uh, so that's today I think we've got nothing tomorrow tomorrow uh, but Friday oh yeah it's the Trinity Summer Lunch which is very exciting so we do lots of these now we do uh the, the first, the, the sort of original one was in winter. Yes. Uh, sort of start of Christmas, let's call it that. And the <laughs> summer one, which is tomorrow. And then we also do them in Manchester. So the Trinity lunches are now, uh, you know, firm part of the industry calendar. They are. Um, I like the way they get called the now legendary. But what are they, Andy? What are they? They Well, let's explain what the Trinity is. The Trinity is, and I, I'm actually holding my hands in a triangle, which I understand does not... Does not work too well on a podcast. People, so, people can get that over the air, I think. No, just, if know. I just say triangle. That's, exactly. It's a triangle lunch. A, a triangle lunch. So we have publishers, we have agencies, and we have the ad tech, which is where we sit as a business serving those three communities. And the brands that, you know, yes. circle around that work with all, all three. But yeah, you're right. It's those but if three. You have a, yeah. It, it doesn't work when you have four things in a triangle. No, that's not a triangle. So that, no. That's a square. Yeah. We don't want to go have a square lunch. No. Uh, so anyway, these lunches are, are a chance to people to get together. There's no, there's no pitches. There's no presentations. It's just good people coming together, talk about what's happening in the industry, have a gossip. And, and these are, I think, the classic post-pandemic product. You just bring people together because they want to be together and they want to talk. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, and this this one last year. This was our smallest last year. Now it's got grown to the size of the large winter one. So it's people want lunch. I think people, that's people what we've like learned from together. this. And then we're sort of talking about events and we're talking about our events. It's very, very self-serving this podcast today, but hey, why not? You know, well, you it's not, our, it's our we talk about people quite a lot, so exactly. We've got two big new events, which are kind of, we do hundreds of events all year, it seems, in different formats, different sizes, but these are our two big new flagship events. So let's hear what they are. Andy Oakes, what are our two big new flagship events from NDA? Okay, event uh, flagship event one is Foresight. So Foresight is, you know everyone runs those prediction pieces. I do. But they always run them in January. They do. By which stage it's too late. People it's have done their late. strategy. They've done their budgets. It's, it's frippery, pointless frippery. So what? Also, January is a cold, bleak month. It is. Before the month of love. Before the month of love, when the world gets better. But foresight takes place in September. You've, you've put your plan to bed, but you're, you're really looking for your partners for next year. You're looking for your what will be happening in 2024. And foresight will provide that insight for you. Um, we're taking it mainly from a tech perspective. We're looking at a lot of CTV. There will be AI almost certainly on there. And the people will get a chance to own their track, own that thing. And it's a three-quarter length, three-quarter day. Three-quarter day sounds good. Event. Um, free to attend to agencies and brands. 
But flagship event number two is Catalyst. Catalyst, which is an event focused purely on innovation. And yes, I mean, it sounds kind of a bit dumb because everything we do is focused on innovation. The whole industry is sort of fueled by innovation. But this is going to be a bit different because it's an innovation showcase. Yes. Where we really want agencies, publishers, and tech vendors to come together to show us what they've got, show us what they're doing, show us where they're making a difference to the industry. And again, it is a showcase. It is show and tell time. You've got to come and be prepared to prove what your product does, show what your product does. Uh, and it'll be very different to our normal. It's not going to be bloke at the front or woman at the front standing up and saying, here's a thing. It's going to be showing the thing, inviting people to use the thing. Uh, very much a hands-on experience. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, that is taking place in October this year. Show and tell. I had to print off some pictures this morning for my daughter to do show and tell because she went to Lion King last night. It's going to be quite similar to that, I imagine. Yeah, maybe less lions, but... Uh, or there could be lions if you do have lions. You want to if you've them. got lions in your innovation um, hub, let us know. So if you want to know more about Foresight, you need to get in touch with James McGowan. And if you want to know more about Catalyst, you need to get in touch with Becca Carls. If you don't know who those people are, get in touch with me and Justin, and we'll put you in touch with those people. Easy. So events, let's keep talking about events. Uh, you went, You did a great event last week. Yeah, I did a great event. It was in Manchester. Uh, we're focusing more and more on Manchester, a great city, and so much going on. And as we always say, such a different ecosystem than than sort of London, but at the same time, almost identical. But we did a great event with our friends at Double Verify, focused on attention. And it's kind of interesting because a week before, so the week before last, I did an event at Advertising Week with Double Verify, focused on attention. And a year before that, I'd done an event on attention with Double Verify at Advertising Week. And kind of quite a lot's changed over the last year. And I think Except the company and the host. Company and the host are exactly the same. But in terms of what attention is, and last... Last week's event was great because it was f- a focusing, a slightly different event for us because the panel was full of people who were kind of not in the weeds but doing the do every day and could give some real insight into what attention does mean. And what was interesting was that although there's a massive focus from clients on attention now, potentially one, one area where it was still lagging was optimizing towards attention. So while everyone is still focusing on the metrics and knows attention is the thing that they should be measuring is the optimization of campaigns to get there that maybe it's, it isn't happening. But it was a great event and yeah, we're going to see obviously a lot of focus on attention unsurprisingly next month in Cannes. We are hosting an event on attention, I believe. We are. With our friends from Anzu and Lumen. We are indeed. It's going to be an amazing event. We're media partnering uh, with Charlie Crow's yacht in Cannes all week. So we've got loads of events going on. It's going to be amazingly good fun. And one of the events which we are sort of helping out with is with our good friend Paul Coggins at Ludio. And, as luck would have it, he is today's special guest. So, hi, Paul. Good to see you. Yeah, good to be here again, I again. think. Have I done here? Exactly. And we're just talking about, about events in Cannes. Obviously, we're doing some stuff together in Cannes. But, well, let's talk about Cannes because we were there last year together on, on Charlie's Yacht again. Uh, and last year was the first year post-pandemic. So no one's quite sure what it's going to be like. I thought last year was the same as always. So last year, I think there was less people. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, the, the impression I'm getting this year is it's back. Back in a big way. Um, 
You know, I think you were rightly talking about what the topic's going to be. Every year there's a different topic at Cannes, and this year it's AI. AI everywhere. AI is everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, it's something close to our heart. You know, we have a large data science team um, um, building out some great AI. Um, Optimizing to attention as well, actually. So you mentioned that earlier, but that's one of the things we'll be talking about. So, so Paul, for our listeners who don't perhaps know Adludio as well as they should... Give us the uh, give us the pitch. What do Adludio do? So are we are an interactive ad mobile ad platform um, delivering highly interactive um, mobile ads. Um, we are a global company. Um, we very focused around AI and around automating the entire process. So uh, we have a data science team in Ethiopia um, who are fantastic. Um, delivering algorithms around creative optimization, um, around uh, um, media buying, um, the, the whole the whole gamut, basically. So, well, Ethiopia. I mean, that's, that's kind of a new to me in terms of outsourcing. Why, why, why do you choose Ethiopia? So, we've just we've identified some brilliant grads from a, a school um, from the. Uh, there's a university in Addis Ababa, um, and we've got access basically to some of the absolutely top um, data science grads that are coming out. Um, they're slightly cheaper. Um, they're, they're brilliant. Um, and, yeah, we, we, we feel we're bringing, bringing people from Africa into the global economy, which is a good thing. So what's it like finding, I mean, I guess talent in, in AI must be pretty tough at the moment. So, yes, um, talent is difficult. Um, but again, we're lucky we've got a fantastic uh, school. We've also got a brilliant uh, new chief information officer, a guy called Ian Lidicote. Um Used to run the chief information or the, or the um, AI publicist. Um, so he's managing our team of grads um, out in Addis. So, yeah, it's good. Okay. So, yeah, back to Cam. What? What you're looking forward to? What are you expecting? And yes, it's going to be big. I think I think you're right. It seems it's going to be back to sort of way way pre-pandemic levels. But yep. what are you looking forward to? Uh, what am I looking forward to? Meeting everybody as usual. Yeah. Uh, the rosé on the boat. <laughs> Not um, you, Paul. Not you. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, I guess a lot of the conversations, you know, and just. I mean, we're we're at a. I, I said the other day we're at a tipping point in advertising. You know, I think the last big change was maybe when the iPhone came out, um, okay. you know, about 2010. Um, there was a, you know, a big change and a big movement. You know, this was a screen that everybody had in their pockets. Um, this was a screen that advertisers therefore had to start addressing. Um, and I think we're at another tipping point, And that tipping point is AI. It is automation. I mean, you know, Everybody says that AI is going to affect every element of everybody's lives, and I think that's correct. So specifically for CAN, um, look at the creativity. Yeah. So, um, you know, if we assume that AI is going to be the starting point for most things in our lives going forward, is it going to be the starting point for creativity? If so, how does CAN address that? Yeah. So if... You know, when t- uh, in terms of the awards, do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've got, um, you know, a, a starting point using generative AI, not the finishing point, you're still going to need really good designers, you're still going to need really good 
add people. But if a starting point is AI, at what point do the awards people say, okay, that's not all your own work? <laughs> you know. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was. I remember about six months ago. I think it was. There was a. Uh, a literary competition and yep. that had to be pulled because all the awards were being AR generated. Yep. It was a science fiction, fiction com, you know, yep. competition, so a bit obvious. But yeah, we're going to see this more and more and more that the big, the big creative competitions and, are going and, to be stymied by this. And you know, from a even from a designer perspective, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've said this before. You know, when I started in advertising, you used to get um, the entire digital ad economy in a pub. This was in the late nineties. <laughs> yeah. We get everybody in there. Right now, literally every pub has got somebody in the digital economy. Yeah, so that's been the difference over the last few years, and that's partly fueled by agencies as their accounts grow, chucking people at them. Yeah, AI is going to change all of that. It's going to automate, you know, every aspect of it. So, you know, while we're still going to need the account directors, the creative directors, all of these people, you're going to need far fewer of them. Yeah. Is this not going to go though? I mean, I remember having similar conversations years ago at the when we were talking about real-time bidding and behavioural targeting and saying, and this is the new programmatic industry. And so, well, you know, we'll, we'll have much smaller teams and there'll be no one around. But we didn't. We'd stand up with different teams doing different things using different skills. And is there a sense that a certain element of that will come with AI? That will be, still be the people that need to write the prompts, still be the people who need to feed in, the make the systems so work? AI is only as good as the data that underpins exactly. it. Yeah. So anybody can deliver an image yeah, um, through generative AI or whatever it might be, but is that going to work for a particular brand? Probably not. If it doesn't have the underlying data that says what is going to work, what elements are going to work. I mean, taking it back to what we're doing now, we're analyzing creatives and analyzing elements within a creative and trying to understand how those particular elements affect lower final conversions. So right. really, and th and that can only be done with AI. So that that's, you know, taking taking the new technology that we've got and pushing it in a way that I think it ties in in part with the fact that you can't do cookie targeting and all these other things at the moment. So a real focus on creativity, a real focus on, uh, you know, optimizing that creative and optimizing creative for attention, bringing it back to what you were saying earlier. Um, and that can be done um, using AI. But yeah. So it's going to be what we think we're going to see different, different job titles, different skills, reshaping of departments within agencies and vendors? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, advertising is moving much more away from being a kind of media-led proposition to more one where the data scientists are kind of um, singing the tune. Yeah, So, you know, you will see much larger data science teams growing. Mm. So yeah. the math men beat the mad men. The maths men beat the ad men, exactly. Yeah, I wish I thought of that when I was writing a headline for a story. Yeah. Very good. Still yeah. going to use it. Very good. Well, just be said less foc less focus on media. Mm. So, what does this mean for, for publishers? So, we see we've seen a sort of shift over the last uh, last year or so compared to what was happening over the last ten. So, um, yeah, difficult question for me to quantify. I guess because I'm not uh, ingrained in the publisher world, um, but. 
you know, from I mean, publishers are constantly under a challenge at the moment, right? Um, you know, their 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 revenues are constantly under under um, threat or pressure. Um, and I think from an AI perspective, again, they just used to need to use it in a positive way in order to optimize as much on their website um, uh, to optimize content. I mean, I, I don't think from the publisher perspective, thinking out loud now, it's it's more going to impact how the content is generated for these yeah. websites. Yeah, so it's less of a kind of ad question, and it's more of a content generation one. I think. And we, we've seen this already with some of the financial press using AI to generate financial stories, yeah, yeah, which works to a certain structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and AI works in that case. It's been yeah. used for a long time with those sorts of yeah, stories. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Really it's, it's pretty sort of yeah. Yeah, low level. I mean, it's interesting. We are talking about AI the other day. That why, Lydia, you know, a partner at Blue Stripe, she was saying it's kind of like it will get rid of the low quality copywriters, for example, the low quality generally, in the same way that the mobile phone, which takes amazing photos, didn't get get rid of great photographers. They'll, they'll, you know, quality craftspeople will always still be needed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the conversation for AI probably about 18 months ago was how it was going to eradicate all of those low-quality jobs. I actually disagree, and mm. so I think it's okay. going to eradicate a lot of the high-level jobs. So if, if, for instance, you're a lawyer, yeah, and um, 85% of your work can now be done through ChatGPT or whatever else is going to come out, yeah, you are still going to need that lawyer, but you're just going to need 85% less of them. Yeah. So, you know, those high end jobs will exist. They will just be fewer. So, you know, uh, and bringing it back to the to what we do, I think there's the same talking about designers, talking about ad people, talking about traders. I do think there's going to be less of them. Um, but I think their skill set will be as valuable and they need to be much more mathematically inclined. Yeah, as opposed perhaps to be creatively, although there'll still be those creative people, just less of them. I might have this totally wrong, by the way. No, this is, definitely, this is, you're definitely right. This is just me <laughs> postulating. Right, yeah. We'll have you on in five years, Paul. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh... yeah. <laughs> well, let's go back to Can and I'll tell you what I find quite interesting. Uh, you've been going to Can for years, and there's when mm. the Can run, there's also talk about how Can no one's going to go, it won't be the same again, and it's a waste of money, and blah, blah, blah. And then everyone goes, it's amazing, it happens again. And Rob Webster, I found Rob Webster wrote a great piece the other day talking about the fact that you can go to Can on a very low budget, as he proved one year. So you don't have to go to Can and spend millions, you can do it cheap and you can meet everyone. So it's definitely. It is a kind of place for everyone. Do you think that, Paul, or do you think it is, it is sort of more the elite of the industry? I think it's probably the most expensive um, <laughs> jolly yeah. uh, that the industry has. So, um, you know, if somebody can do it on a budget, good luck to them, you know. I mean, the, you can go around kind of enjoying a lot of the freebies, right? Um, so there is a lot of that, and you can get invited into a, a lot of, you know, really interesting and good talks, and you don't have to buy the big ticket to go to Cannes. In fact, I can't, you know, anybody who does these days. Most people are, um, you know, meeting at the the, the side events. Um, so, yeah, and I, I do think, however, it is a slightly more of the elitist nature, but that's 
probably good for business because you've got a lot of the higher end people there, less of so you've got a lot more of the decision makers. So I think a lot of business does get done there. Uh, I don't think the large agency groups would go there if it didn't, um, and and they're there in in well, there's a lot of them again from what I hear again this year. And we heard anecdotally earlier this week that. Americans might not be attending because they see possible as their can now, um, which you you disagreed with. Again, I think there's a lot of a lot of talk about can every year. Oh, we're not going to go. We're not we're not going to invest in it. And then you go there and it's exactly the same. And Paul, as you were saying, it's, I think it's going to be bigger than ever this year. So yeah. there's a lot of empty rhetoric around can. And then you know, it's all, you, you know how I can tell whether it's going to be a huge one, and that's when you come to book up hotel rooms. Oh yeah, so. So, you know, you can do it, you can, you know, last year you could get rooms, I actually got an Airbnb about a month before, um, this year, you know, no chance. Yeah, I, um, I did last year. Yeah. Uh, as we were, we said, oh yeah, let's take more people, let's take more people. Yeah. Uh, and we could, you can't this year. Yeah. It was just not available. Yep. Which is sad for us, but a good thing for the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't told you where you're staying yet. <laughs> so, what? You, let's go back to the industry events. Is what we always talk about on yep. this. On this, I mean, ATS coming soon. What are you seeing in terms of the the strength of the industry infrastructure in terms of events and all that those sort of things? Yeah, I mean, events are massively important. I mean, we've got a whole list now of ones that we're looking to attend and um, a program that we need to be on. Um, they are pricey, <laughs> you know. You can't get away from on that, but they are super important. Um, certainly, from a, an ad ludio perspective, we want to be out there on stage, um, making sure that people know who we are, making sure that we've got some, you know, very unique offerings, some very unique and cool tech. Uh, and you can't do that um, sitting in an office or sitting at home, right? So you've got to be out there, and you've got to be talking. Uh, we are. As a competitive an industry as I've ever known, and I've been oh, really? in it okay. for twenty five okay. years. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you mean by that exactly? As competitive as you've ever known, in what in what sense? Well, I mean, you only have to look at a Lunascape, mm. um, and just um, you know. And the, the thing is, that keeps on being a new arm to ad tech or a new arm to advertising. So, right now, it's probably AI. So, I should think we will see a Lunascape next year of. AI ad companies, you know, and, you know, so that there's just that constant um, flow of innovation, which is a good thing. Um, you know, I would say that you know, the innovation perhaps hasn't been as strong as it could have been in the last few years. You know, the, the mobile phone, it hasn't changed essentially for 15 years, right? So there's only so much from an advertising perspective you can do. But again, coming back to AI, that changes the game a bit, yeah. Um, and I'm quite sure there's going to be loads more um, innovation and competitors and you know, even the large players, they'll all be, you know, uh, looking how they can evolve their proposition. And, you know, we've all been in this industry a long time and, you know, the one thing you have to do is evolve the proposition. If you don't evolve, you kind of fade away, yeah. That's a lovely line <clears throat> on which to sort of. It's a shame you coughed all over the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was excited about it. Well, look, Paul, thanks so much for joining us. We yeah, can't no wait problem. to see, see you next 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 month in Cannes. It makes it seem very far it's away. Not it's, month. Month. It's, it's, it's not next month. It's in two weeks. No, it's next month. It's two a weeks. long time away. We've got lots of time to plan. Cool. Good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, right. And see you very soon. Thanks very much. Bye.
So that's great to see Paul. Always good to see Paul. Uh, we'll see him again next week. Is it next week? No, the week after next week. Week after. Soon can, yeah. You're good with calendars, aren't you? Not really. I don't like looking ahead too much. But anyway, I think that's us at the end of yet another It's Always Media Thursday podcast. Recorded on a Wednesday. It, a day's not important. It's a concept. So all I'm going to say is Andy is going to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye. And I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. 